0: Happy New Year from So Many Bits! Bill here, and I've brought in several of my frequent guests again to discuss their favorite games from 2016. In order, we'll hear from Dan Schiffmacher, Luis Padillo, Pete Byrne, Di Billick, and Brandon Shockney on their lists of games, and I'll contribute my personal favorites throughout. As a quick note, we are not a gaming outlet and don't get the opportunity to play every new game that comes out. So our lists are made up of any games we've played this year, not just ones released in 2016. I hope you enjoy, and I'm looking forward to the upcoming plans for the podcast in 2017. So we're here to discuss our favorite games from this year. As part of that, I was going to have you, Dan, talk about your five favorite games and I'm also going to chip in with one of my own favorites. That's what I've been doing with the other hosts so far. Okay. Uh, so up to now, we've had Pete, Die, Brandon, and Luis go on, oh. and I've got my other four favorites. Those are Overwatch, Steven Universe, the Light, uh, P Cross Three D Round Two, Doom, and we're going to get to my fifth one today. But first, uh, okay. First, we're going to talk about your top five video games that you've played from this year.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. So. I mean, top five games that I've played this year. Um, did you list them off? You want to say them all in the same round, or just go a little bit?
0: Why don't you list one at a time? Okay, and then explain just like for a little bit why you liked it and what drew you to it.
1: Okay, um, and I don't know if they both came out this year, but I know one of them did. But Box Boy has been one of my favorite games to play this year. Um, every time that I had to fly on a plane or um, you know um, go anywhere, it, it's it's really interesting. Puzzle game that's simple, but it you really have to do. So there, there are times when I'm playing the game when it's just like I, I don't know what to do here, and, it, and it's I love that kind of challenge and that kind of uh, game, and I, and I can think of different ways. Like a lot of the times when I play those games, I do the probably not the right way of getting the job done, but I do, and it gets me to the point. So I, I do that a lot with Box Boy, but I really. I enjoyed the first one when it came out, and the second one, um, Box Box Boy. Uh,
0: box Box Boy. Just making sure. Box yeah, Box. Boy. I think it's called
1: Box Box Boy. Um, and uh, you have like two different types of blocks this time. Whoa! So, yeah, yeah. One's colorful, one's not. So, yeah, it's really cool, and you can, you know, your stuff carries over from the first game if you buy if you bought that game. So, so I, I really enjoyed that. Um, my second favorite game. Uh, Pokemon Go is kind of like an because, like, I didn't expect that to be, you know, as fun um, as it was. And it was incredible at the time to see, to just walk around Chicago and just see people explaining the game to each other and everybody just out playing the game. And, you know, people are criticizing, well, you're out playing a game, but, like, it got people outside of their house interacting with the world. So, um, you know, it's not, I don't think, as feverish as it was but but it's
0: still the i think the highest selling app on the app store yeah i mean even super mario run has already come out and did a truckload of business but it's still already yeah. starting to fall off especially compared to pokemon go
1: yeah and i think that's because i mean that pokemon go kind of follows more you could play the game without sp- spending any money you know yeah uh mario run you have you can play a little bit of the game and then you buy the whole thing, um, but. Uh, yeah, it was, um, I think it's, I think it's why, but that's definitely a game that I think defined, like, 2016, and, and, and was one of my favorite ones to play at the time.
0: Definitely, I would say the most culturally important video game that came out this year. Yeah. If not my personal favorite, but I appreciate other people who really did like it a lot.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, I definitely, like, it's, um, because it's definitely, it just showed how Nintendo did mobile, even though they didn't make that game technically, but, like, it shows the different kind of ideas and things they're trying to bring to their mobile the phone. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. My uh, third favorite game uh, was Firewatch. Um, and it kind of opened up my idea of a game a little wider. Because it wasn't necessarily... It was like... It, so, I want to put Firewatch and... Um, what is that other game? The Stanley Parable. Yeah. Kind of along the same. Because it's both... Going to explore around, and you have kind of a light story, uh, but you're just really exploratory, just kind of, um, you know, open world type game where you just figure things out. Uh, but Firewatch, I really enjoyed because I wasn't sure what was going to happen. You know, I didn't know if there's going to be a twist or anything. And it just it looked really great, um, and um, yeah, it was definitely one of my favorite games to just play and um, like I guess experience because it was just kind of like you know, you're experiencing it you know you're this guy and you have to just do these simple tasks and it's nothing convoluted no big boss fight you know it's just kind of a it's two
0: characters
2: yeah it's just
1: two people in the entire story right Right, and, it, and, it, and it's and and the, yeah it is and, and um you know and the story and the dialogue is what makes the game i've never really i've always been about whenever i played a game gameplay and like the mechanics of games that's why i like i guess nintendo so much but like this game was really cool and I really appreciated it because of the story and the dialogue. So, awesome. Really like that. Um, this uh,
0: next game though is a bit more traditional.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zero Metroid Zero Mission uh, was one of my favorite games this year, only because it's when I discovered it. Like it's been <laughs> it's been out forever, and uh, I was listening to another podcast and they and they talked briefly about what it was. I was like, oh, this is wait, this is a Metroid original Metroid remake. I, I, why haven't I, I? This is one of my favorite games, and so. Uh, I haven't quite beaten all of it yet. I'm at the point where I'm trying to find every single thing before I had to like super meta or something at the end of the game but um yeah it was it was so it i loved it because it was I remembered everything about the original Metroid game and it added everything I loved about you know super Metroid and fusion and stuff um so I thought it was. And then like again, it came out forever ago. I just yeah. never I, I passed it for some reason. I don't know. Like right near the end of the Game Boy Advances life uh, yeah. life cycle. Yeah, and I and I just I just was like, Oh, what is this? A zero suit? I don't know what this is. I'm not gonna bother. I thought that maybe you had to play the whole game in that and
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. So that was uh one of my favorites to play. Um and then the last my last game of the year was Jackbox because
0: Jackbox Party
1: Pack Party Pack yeah I mean that it's a lot of fun to play with other people but it's come to the point now that no matter where I go like for a party or someone else's house it's only a matter of time before someone's going to pull that up and everybody's going to play and uh, being around people that um, are uh,
0: who try to be funny professionally oh yeah yeah exactly (laughs) who have to
1: turn everything into you know comedy uh that's uh like the perfect game for them. my girlfriend doesn't like it as much because you know everybody's trying to be funny and uh you know it's we're all just trying to you know like one up each other exactly and she just wants to play a game but it's uh yeah it's um I think that also had a big impact on you know everybody around me and stuff like that so that was when i to discover that and and to start playing that, especially with the third one that came out third third party back is really good. Um, you know, that was probably one of my favorites to play as well. I mean,
0: there's definitely a divide here in this list. You've got Box Boy <laughs> and Zero Mission, which are more traditional video games, I would say. And yeah. then Pokemon Go and Firewatch and Jackbox Party Pack all kind of push the medium in different directions, either making it more accessible or allowing different types of interaction with a video game. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's... it. Well, that's... It's really... And, like, really, that's what... um I guess it's been about... I just... That gaming is just so different than it was when we grew up. Like, you know, like, that it, it was... Platformers were all they had, and now there's so many... And then I haven't even played any VR stuff, so that's, like, a whole other thing that's going to be a thing, maybe. Uh, you know, so there's so many different avenues and types of type of games that are out there now, so it's really interesting to see and, and switch it up. So, like, I, I really like the variety of everything. So,
0: yeah yeah and, and as for myself uh one of my top five games here is called pocket card jockey oh yeah
1: i remember you talking about this
0: yes, yeah, so this is a game for the nintendo three d s and it combines the you know the it combines horse racing and solitaire, which you know they go together normally like peanut butter and chocolate
1: yeah yeah and it's and it's uh made by the the pokemon guys right the that, that's right,
0: yeah yeah, the company that made the game is Game Freak, and game Freak, they yeah. contribute a lot to the Pokemon franchise. But here, it's not anything to do with Pokemon, and it's a horse racing game, but it's very serious about its horse racing. Like, there, there's a mechanic in the game for, like, making sure you keep the right amount of stamina for your horse, and, like, the positioning of the horse on the track is correct, either at the front of the pack or the back of the pack, depending on the horse's mood. Yeah. And, like, not getting caught in the pack if you're trying to move up and, like, getting blocked by the horse's... And it's all partnered with this solitaire game you're playing <laughs> frantically all the time to make sure your horse has as much energy as possible, because the better you do at the solitaire minigame, the more pep the horse has in his or her step.
1: That's, that's so bizarre, but that's the kind of things that you, know, you wouldn't expect... That's what I like about that kind of well, 3ds or any kind of play. Like people like to think outside the box, and I would never in my life thought that someone would try to make solitaire fun again. You know, or or like you know, well, it's 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 an okay game, but like mixing it with yeah, like you said, like horse racing is is such a odd thing. But it not just your opinion. I've heard from other people that it works really well. It does, and
0: it's coupled with this very strange storyline too. Where at the start, your character dies. And is visited by a spirit that encourages you to come back to the living world to be the best horse racer ever. (laughs) Okay,
1: was your character a horse racer before that, or is this
0: all just he wanted to be? That he like he showed up and tried to be one, and he couldn't do it well, and he got kicked by a horse. You see, and that's why he was near death before he got brought back.
1: The rise uh, to glory kind of classic storyline.
0: Classic underdog tale, <laughs> yeah, hero's yeah, yeah. narrative and hero's journey and all that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. As you might imagine in these games. For sure. But yeah, that that was one of my uh top 5 games for this year.
1: Wow. Any honorable mentions?
0: Uh honorable mentions. Uh well, I did like the Jackbox games as well. I yeah. really liked those. Uh I liked I did end up coming around and liking the Phoenix Wright game that came out this year, Spirit of Justice. Okay. Uh what else came out this year? I'm just going to cut this part out while I go check my Trello page. Uh... One game that I would really like to go back and visit again is Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE, which I only got a couple hours into that. I just never got around to going back to it, but I really want to. Mm. It's It's an RPG. You're... Friend is an idol in Japan, which is like basically a pop star. Okay. And you're her, you're her friend. And you are both also fighting demons that show up, but also the demons that show up take the form of ca- characters from the Fire Emblem franchise. Huh. And also, when you do the fights, it's like in a big stadium, and it looks like a pop concert. And when like you see the moves, you'll see them like, go up on the jumbotron and stuff behind you in the game universe. Wow. And so there's a lot of different like we- weird again, uh, what's the word anachronistic uh, themes going on there, and I, I just want to see how it plays out some more. I just never took that time. Something about like Overwatch would always claim me in a game, or I'd pick yeah. up just like my phone. It- you just have to really want to sit down, I think, to invest time in that game, and I never took that time.
1: That um, yeah, I that's I've heard of that heard of that game, and I saw that. I was never big Fire Emblem uh player but i saw that the characters were in there and so um it was just a weird weird thing it sounds like another weird kind of bizarre game but again it's another one i heard that was you know interesting and it, that it worked well i guess so i don't know
0: yeah i'm hoping that there are rumors of course that a lot of these wii u games will be ported to the nintendo switch yeah, I hope this is one of them because I, I've heard it sold very poorly, and I'm mm-hmm. guessing not a lot of people got exposed to this game.
1: It's such a weird title to kind of market to in the US. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 got so many. It's got a hashtag, you know. Uh, but it's sharp. I, yeah. It's it's, it's <laughs> such a weird. But yeah, you know, I mean, we'll have to see. You know, in a few weeks, what 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 the deal is with that? Because
0: yes, we will. We'll we'll be back to talk about that. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's the one thing so far in 2017 I'm looking forward to. At least I have that. Uh and
0: we're back, and we have now uh, Luis Fadillo here to talk about his favorite games of 2016.
3: Bill, it's really good to see you again.
0: Ah, thank you. Thank you for making it out in the winter weather.
3: Yeah, you know, uh, my car broke down in the middle of a blizzard. And I thought, well, I can't let my friend Bill down, so I'll walk all the way over here. And you look remarkably like you're
0: one inch from death.
3: Yeah, no, uh, anything to talk about video games. Well, you know,
0: luckily we're close to a hospital, so we'll knock this out real fast. Yeah, I gotta go there. Yeah, I'd that's have to probably why.
3: I really should be Your going Your fingers there. are
0: black. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. you're, yeah, please tell us your favorite games.
3: Yeah, so I got a list right here. Uh, Let me just, yep, had to keep this one safe. Uh, These are a lot of games I've actually talked a lot about on your podcast. So, this is just going to be like a quick recap of what I really think was good this year about games. Hit me. Okay, Uh, number five, Pokemon Go. Probably the only one I didn't talk about. In your podcast, uh, number four, uh, Dark Souls three. Dark Souls three. Yeah, yeah and I, I thought it would have been higher, uh, but it's 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 a uh, it's it's a number four. Uh, number three, uh, Stardew Valley. We talked about
0: that a bunch, and I think our first recorded episode together. Yeah,
3: Stardew Valley is pretty good. Still, I actually played a little bit of it recently. You, you could still farm in that game. And uh, uh, attract ladies or gentlemen because it's 2016, Bill. Whatever floats your boat. Uh, Monster Hunter Generations is number two, and it certainly floats my boat uh, on the 3ds. Uh, and number one is going to be Overwatch for me. Overwatch, and you've—this oh, was like the most recent game out of those five that you have played. It is out of all those games, it is—it—it's—it it, was worth the wait. Uh, I, I, I should have been playing it over the summer, like, I'm, even at this point not having played as much of it as all these other games, I can tell that this is, that Overwatch is, like, the best designed game of the year, uh, the one I've definitely had the most fun with, just on a moment-to-moment basis, and I can see myself playing it for quite some time. Like, next year... To Overwatch might be my old game of the year.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I could considering that you came into it relatively late. I could see you definitely continuing on into next year. Mm-hmm. Like I had a very long tail with that game. I'm probably gonna go back and continue to play it at some point. So
3: yeah, and and I also like it. It also helps that I know a lot of people that play it on the PC. Mm-hmm. So I I just have a group to go back to, and you know just chill out and play and. It, it it did for me what Team Fortress did back in the day, which was, like, kind of show me what real team-based gameplay could be, you know, back when TF2 came out, you know, everyone had, like, there were just nine classes, but when you knew what classes you were with, you could expect those people to perform certain responsibilities. Overwatch does that, but, like, it kind of multiplies it, like, fivefold uh-huh. because, uh, I I don't know how many characters are in at this point, but, um, with Sombra, but, uh, it's a lot of them. It's a lot of characters, and a lot, and each one of them performs a different task. So, like that team composition, like keeping an eye on that, and keeping like tending to your own garden of skills. It's just tremendous. It's just so much fun. Well, like, uh, I kind of don't want to go to the hospital. I want to go play it right now.
0: I mean, I have a computer here. We can bring it with us, and you can, assuming your fingers regain circulation
3: and don't need to be amputated. <sighs> yeah, I should probably figure that out. Yeah. yeah. Um. But, yeah, uh, these are all fun games, like Stardew Valley, my sleeper hit of the year. I didn't know it was a thing until, like, a week after it came out. Loved the hell out of Harvest Moon, so I will play that over and over again. I think that's a very impressive. Yeah,
0: those other games came with a pretty decent amount of fanfare, all of them, and then Stardew Valley, kind of out of nowhere.
3: I don't know, like, and made by just one guy, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it is really, like, an impressive game. Uh and to be fair because I played Harvest Moon for a long time I I, I there were certain other things that I expected out of it uh, but overall it's just a fantastic kind of spiritual successor to that stuff uh, let's work down the list again uh, Monster Hunter Generations uh, I, I talk about Monster Hunter a lot you yeah. know this about me yeah you know I like hunting monsters I guess they're not I guess they, which is why I like that game uh, but yeah, it's. I put a lot of time into it. it being able to play with other people online, it's 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 a good one of those, and it's also the best Monster Hunter to jump into for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like if you've not played Monster Hunter before, there were more, more than any other game before. It allowed new players to kind of come in and like see. It took all the flashy parts of Monster Hunter and kind of made him easier to accept, be accessible and um i don't know there i if if you're going to jump into it that's the game i would recommend all right excellent uh dark souls dark souls 3 yeah yeah another good one of those it's a, a hard game but like what dark souls continues to do is like create like just really well fleshed out fantasy worlds and like integrate like a pretty decent rpg system in it and the combat system in it is still, like, better than any other RPG I've ever played, I think. Uh, just, like, the timing mechanics of it. Uh, again, it, it's, a, it's a slow burn if you're not used to that sort of game. Like, you know, I think the polar opposite would be, like, a Devil May Cry. Where you go in and you mash a whole bunch, bunch of buttons. You could mash a whole bunch of buttons and, then, like, move forward. Uh, Dark Souls is, like, very... It's super precise, deliberate... Action gameplay, uh, that, and, I, and I'm glad that it came out. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the last one of those in that series, and I'm gonna miss it. I'm, I'm sure From Software is gonna make another game that will like, like, scratch that itch. But uh, goodbye, Dark Souls. I'll miss you. It does sound like they want to move in a different direction. Yeah, I, I think it'd be funny if they wanted to go into a modern military. Uh, shooter, (laughs) but then it had all the effed up shit from Dark Souls, Yeah, and they called it Dark Soldiers. That's my bit. Good night, everyone! So my... Gotta go to the hospital. I'm gonna
0: mention one of my favorite games before we take you, Okay, and that would be the mobile game, Steven Universe Attack the Light. Oh, that's such a good game. That one really came out of nowhere for me because I just started watching the show this year. So I, I binged through the series and saw every episode that had been released, and then uh, there was like, "Oh, there's a mobile game." Well, mm-hmm. most of these are garbage, but let's give this a try anyway. And it wasn't garbage. In fact, it was quite good.
3: Yeah, who would have thought that like a mobile, like a of, of an iOS game that was licensed for a Cartoon Network TV show would have been any good? Like if, if you told, yeah. if you told me that, I would have told you you're crazy. Also, how'd you get into my house?
0: Well, for many reasons I can explain that later, uh, but for now, yeah, it just it reminds me very much of the Paper Mario or Mario yes. Superstar Saga games from the past, mm-hmm. uh, with lots of like timing-based
3: attacking and defending. It really uses the iPhone like interface to its fullest. Yes, yes, like, absolutely. Ju- like using using like swiping on the screen, tapping on the screen, or like drawing stuff on the screen for attacks, and like as well as the timing. Based absolutely. Even the navigation, you swipe to move around the map like one square at a time. And I think that was like a genius way to do that.
0: Yes, yeah. And, and every attack has a very unique way of like trying to maximize the value. Like some are timing based, mm-hmm. some are like accuracy based,
3: fidelity based. Yeah. So I, I, I 100% agree with you. I played that game a little bit before this year, I think. Uh, but I, I did play a lot of that game to the end and. I agree with you, it is, like, one of my favorite phone RPGs. If you if you like RPGs at all, and even if you're not a fan of Steven Universe, you should play this game. It yeah. is a, Yeah. a well-done RPG on the iPhone. It's like it, three bucks. It's just... It's like three bucks. What are you waiting for? What a well
0: well, well... we'll... Okay, we'll get you to... The, we'll call 911, we'll get you to the hospital, then we'll... I think
3: my brain has frostbite.
0: I, dude... The brains? Luis? Yes.
3: Uh,
0: Luis? Uh, Are you sure you don't have a brain freeze? Luis? But, um, t- okay, 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 well, we're gonna go now. Let's play
3: Pokemon Go
0: on the way. We're gonna go now. We're gonna go. I wanna catch get get
3: get get a Alright.
0: Of 26 communities played.
4: That's right. Top three that I've played. More like the three that I've played. But that's not true. They were all winners, though. They're all winners. Because I didn't play No Man's Sky. Ooh, topical. I would, though. I would play it. I would. If you left it, like, outside of my door, I would play it. If it was free, I'd play it. Yes. So let's talk about my top three in no particular order. First, Firewatch. I had, I had no idea what to expect with Firewatch. I don't really remember why I downloaded it. I think just because people were, were talking about it. Uh, and I loved it. The voice acting was incredible. That was like the best part. Not the best part of the whole game, but a huge reason why it was good. Because if that wasn't there, it would be pretty boring and terrible. Henry and Delilah. Killer voices. And I also like... It, it feels like one of the like Telltale games where you just kind of are deciding what to say and that affects your trajectory, but it's less passive than a Telltale game. Like you're actually, you're always in control of, of what's happening. So I, to me it was a good sort of mashup of like a first-person shooter without guns and like a Telltale sort of storytelling game. Right, I feel like that game type gets kind of a bad rap because...
0: Like, it doesn't meet people's expectations for agency. Like, people are like, I get to make decisions, but it doesn't totally impact the ending of the game. Yeah. But I, I feel like games such as Firewatch, where you can have some impact, and you're kind of, like, filling in the last 15 to 20% of the character yourself,
4: Yeah. that's very valuable, too. Now that I'm thinking about it, there wasn't actually that much that changes based on... <sighs> I guess that's a pretty good criticism of those games. It's like, okay, if you say the wrong thing, this character is going to be mad at you until the scripted event coming up forces you to work together again. You know, it's just kind of like you can't stray that far from the general path of the game. So is there even a point to giving the the player that freedom?
0: I guess it depends on how easy it is to see the scenes and, like, the gaps in the storyline logic. Like, if you're playing the game and you're not experiencing that, then I think it's good. I think that's totally okay, that if it, it doesn't ultimately impact the story in the end.
4: Yeah. You know, it feels like games like that are afraid to create multiple endings. You know, especially Firewatch. Like, the ending is, you get on the helicopter, and you go home, and that's it. And then I was like, well, maybe there's some secret endings. And there were a bunch of videos of, like, here's what happens if you don't get on the helicopter it leaves. They're, like, there's nothing. They're, I mean, that was my, my biggest problem with Firewatch anyway, is that the ending is pretty anticlimactic. But I always feel like any game that has a good ending and a bad ending are not that different. Yeah, the problem is with some of these endings, when
0: you try and make multiple endings, it usually comes down to, like, you're Jesus or you're a baby eater without too much subtlety in between. And it's really hard, I think, sometimes to make the games with multiple endings where it makes sense. Yeah. Or you get the multiple endings and they're really uh, dumb. Like Mass Effect 3, I think, is the ultimate example of that. Is that the
4: one where it's just different colors? Yeah, you walk
0: (laughs) in the room and there's three different colored doors you can walk in pretty much, and that determines the total outcome of the game. And with Mass Effect, that was like your character, Shepard, is determining the fate of humanity. Yeah. Here, I don't fully know the story of Firewatch, but I think it's just like you're a dude who's trying to get over something.
4: It's just like I could explain to you what happens in the game, but it's also inconsequential that it's not even worth explaining.
0: Well, I think that speaks to the fact that it was a, a good journey, that it stuck with you and that the actual details of the story aren't that important.
4: Yeah. I still like I'm making it sound like I didn't like it. It was one of my favorite games of of the year, but Uh, This is just, I guess, more of a critique of any game like that, where it's just like, what's the point? What's the point of giving me these choices? It's It's all an illusion, Bill. I mean, it's the same thing as it's been going on for years. Sonic the Hedgehog, you go high or low, you're still getting to the same ending. What's the point? Can we even make choices? I'm having an existential crisis. I think it has to
0: do with how we consume video game media compared to other media, because, you know, if you go and see Doctor Strange... At the end of the movie, you don't feel like, well, I would have done that differently if I was Doctor Strange. Yeah. You understand and have the detachment to know that you're watching a story. Yeah. And here games are promising a certain amount of control because you're literally controlling them, but the story is kind of on a separate track yeah. from the playing part, if that
4: makes sense. That, yeah, that does make sense. I, th- I think games where you think about that too often are bad games.
0: Yes. Yes, and and... That does happen with uh, some of the weaker storytelling
4: games uh, that you'll see out there. And that didn't happen until it ended. So I guess it was it was pretty successful. It's just like... It's so hard to satisfy people with an ending, I think, for a video game, because then you just don't get to play anymore. You know, I think that's a very good point, and I don't know if... Yeah, I could
0: I can't really add anything to that.
4: I don't know. I mean, it's the game's... That have like replay value that give you a reason, like beating it makes it so that when you play it the second time it's different. That's I think that's the only way to like not disappoint people with an ending is if there's a reason to go back and do it again. It's not exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And that's
0: tension there because gaming, you want to keep playing a game, but for a story to have meaning it has to end. Right. So there is definitely cross-purposes there when you're playing Firewatch, I mean, logically, the story needs to conclude. Henry, right? Yes. He needs to complete his journey, his arc. But then the, the game's over and there's nothing left to do. Yeah. And so how do you reconcile that and you have to choose one master over the other, the story or the gameplay? Right. Like, I remember playing Grand Theft Auto 4 a while back and you get to the end of the story in that one uh, where you're Roman and... No, you're Nico, sorry. And Nico... Beats the bad guy. Punches the bad guy real good. And then you go to a cutscene, fade to black, game comes back up, and it's just like now you're just back in the world. And you can just walk around like nothing happened.
4: You just keep going. <laughs> right, yeah. so it's and, like... and You're right. Like That's cool that oh, I get to keep mess. There's probably some extra missions and stuff that I didn't do, but it's like, what was the point of watching that whole story? <laughs> right. It doesn't feel like anything's different now. I don't know. It's the curse of the video game. Mm-hmm. Is it better to just play a game with zero story? I don't know. I don't think we can judge that. No. Because
0: Tetris sucks. (laughs) (laughs) That's Firewatch. And then this next game is kind of, in terms of story and gameplay, the complete opposite.
4: Zero. Zero story. Well, actually, there kind of is a story in some of the games this time. With Jackbox Party Pack 3... Hey! uh, Yeah, it's like, I mean this is more of a digital board game than anything it's not it's not adventure or puzzle or anything like that the one game in it that has a story is a horror trivia party where it's basically saw everybody who's participating is a prisoner by the host of the trivia game show and you have to answer questions and if you get it wrong he puts you through tests where like you have to draw something and the worst picture gets killed or you answer a question and the worst answer gets killed or you spin a wheel where almost all of the pie pieces say dead and one says (laughs) like alive and you never win. Um, And then you have to, at the end of the trivia portion, you have to answer more questions to escape his dungeon. So that's the most like plot heavy game in, in, uh, now that I think about it, they, they, it's not a plot, but they at least give the games their own personality. Because, I mean, the statistics game, the probability game, the whole focus is that, like, the government is watching you. So they just know this information about you. It's like if on Family Feud they didn't say, we surveyed 100 people. They just said, Family Feud, we know this about people. Answer this question. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be popular since this is the third one that they've made but how popular these games are with average joe people and gamers because you and I were surrounded by improvisers and comedians all the time that love to bit and love to play these be funnier than everyone else games mm-hmm. that um i'm just curious about like who buys the game and how many copies are sold because it's not going to be fun for somebody that doesn't have large gatherings very often or doesn't like to be funny.
0: No, and I wonder about that, because, like, you and I are aware of it, but we also play a lot of video games and follow the news and stuff. Like, I imagine if we ask, like, yeah, the average improviser, they probably... Well, they might be familiar with, like, Jellyvision and Jackbox, because we're here in Chicago. Yeah. But I'm not sure they know about this game specifically.
4: Yeah, I just want to know how many people in Pennsylvania bought Jackbox Party Pack 3, (laughs) and, like, what they do for a living. I'm just so curious, because... It doesn't feel like this game has a mass appeal,
0: and it's so well designed to take advantage of people who wouldn't normally look at a video game either. Yeah, but I, I agree with you that it feels like if you, I mean, you play this on Steam and you play you get it on like PlayStation Network, but you have to be kind of pretty in the know to go. Yeah, you to already you have
4: to be pretty video game savvy to know it even exists. So
0: you're not going to find this at a Walgreens,
4: right? Your grandma isn't going to. St- buy it for you be like i thought this might be fun you have to already be a gamer so yeah i'm just curious about how they're so successful and really actually how successful they are you know uh we i think i talked about this on another episode but my girlfriend works for cards against humanity and we got to go to like a game party and play jackbox 3 early and one of the guys from uh jellyvision was there showing it off And he said that they receive letters from people all the time that say, like, thank you for bringing my family together. Like, this is the only video game that everyone in my family wants to play. And it's, like, brought us closer together,
0: which is pretty darn cool. I'm going to call out something else
4: that was in there. Letters? Yeah. Letters. This is the kind of person that's buying the game. I guess so, yeah. They send physical mail to Jellyvision and, like, write them thank you letters. There's one kid in the family that knows about games, sees that, and introduces the rest of the family to it. And it's like, nobody really, well, we do. But I don't feel like a lot of people have family game night anymore with board games. No. So now that there's this game that everybody can play just on their phone, you don't have to have your mom say, well, I don't understand how the buttons work. You know, you all just pull out your phone, play a game for 10, 20 minutes, and just goof off. And uh, lastly, or firstly... Firstly, on my list, but lastly, for the structure of your podcast, Doom. Thank you. Doom. Doom's my favorite game in the whole year. And I was super excited for it, and I can't tell you how happy I am that it didn't devastate me, that it wasn't terrible, that it was as good as I was hoping it was going to be. I don't, I was thinking about why I liked it so much today. A, it's the first video game I ever played when I was a kid, was Doom, which is not a, really great for my psyche, but it's my dad's fault. <laughs> So it was, I mean, it was obviously like a throwback to my childhood. But also, I don't really play games online. I don't really play any multiplayer games. I don't play Battlefield. I don't play Star Wars Battlefront. I like Overwatch, but I don't have it. I I just don't do it. So uh, the Doom single-player campaign was like the most fun I had playing a game by myself in a long time. It's just, I don't really seem to have the attention span for video games like I used to. I could sit down and play Kingdom Hearts for, like, eight hours a day. And I just don't have the time or the attention span anymore. But Doom, I had to sit down and keep playing it because it was so addicting.
0: I was totally there with you. This is going to be, coincidentally, one of my top five games of the year. Yes! Yeah, weird, right? hmm uh, But I was so into this game, like, I would stay up well past my normal bedtime to play this game. I play two or three hours a night, just working through it as fast as I could because I just wanted to see what would happen next. Yeah, And it's not like, the story wasn't bad, but there wasn't much to it. It was just like, you would get to a spot on the map and you know things are about to go real bad mm-hmm. when you, like, punch the, the meat thing.
4: Yeah, the flesh heart or whatever it yeah. was. You rip out the heart you squish it in your hand and then the bad guys come. Right, and
0: just, like, getting through this white-knuckle, intense experience of all the monsters running at you from all directions. And it's not like a an action movie where they're coming one at a time. Everything's coming at you all at once. Yeah.
4: It was it was great. I I also, like, stayed up late playing the video game, which I never do anymore. It's like I would... I'd be ready to go to bed at, like, 1130. I was like, eh, I should keep playing. And then it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, ah... I'll keep playing. I just <laughs> kept going, going, going. And, you know, some of the critiques I saw were like, oh, it's just like old games where you run backwards and shoot the the monsters. It's not like cutting edge. Who cares? If it's fun, it's fun. Just complaining that the AI, I don't know. I, to me, there was nothing to complain about. I don't care about the AI when... You're in hell blowing up demons with a shotgun.
0: A lot of mechanics are are cyclical, I bet. I mean, we went a long, long time with games like Doom, and then we had uh, cover-based shooters like Modern Warfare, Gears of War, stuff like that. And so now I I would argue that having a throwback like this is against the norm and is refreshing, Yeah. even if it is an old and we're reusing a mechanic here.
4: Right. And if the game is good... The game is good. I don't think you can just say, oh, because this mechanic is old, it's bad. No. Like you said, I mean, if, it, if every other game out right now isn't like that, then it's going to be more fun to play something that's different. Like, I thought I was totally burned out on shooters before this year. Yeah, like me too. Call
0: of Duty and, and Battlefield and all that stuff. But yeah, Doom and, and other shooters were, like, enough different that it brought me back in. Yeah. I've, I've really liked
4: it. I'm also just tired of like realism. I don't want to play another war game that simulates our nation being assaulted by Russia. Like, I it's it's okay. I can watch the news instead. <laughs> Let me hold a sawed-off shotgun and fly through hell and shoot a demon in the face instead and like actually enjoy some escapism for once instead of I love Metal Gear Solid 5, but sometimes I don't want to load my horse correctly with the right equipment and then wait outside until it gets dark out to sneak up on a guy. I just want to shoot a rocket at a flying tomato.
0: Right. What was there of the story also really helped it because it was so loony with like you're like some sacred knight of some oh, order yeah. maybe and like there's a robot who sounds like Optimus Prime but I don't think was actually voiced by Optimus Prime. It might be. It was close. It was very close. But like, I mean... it I always come back to like the first cutscene of the game where it's like the bad guy's like all right i don't like you and
4: you don't like me and you just take a tablet and just throw it against the wall that that's my favorite part as soon as they try to offer up any kind of story to the character he just throws it aside you're like cool we don't have to worry about what the hell who cares what the story is it doesn't matter mm-hmm. but i did like anything that was story driven you could access like you could read the stuff and it was all pretty cool and funny the like backstory of the doom (laughs) marine the doom slayer right yeah it was great i loved it but you know also doom and sonic the hedgehog are like my in my dna because i was it probably is in my dna because my brain wasn't developed yet my father showed me violent hell demons and a blue hedgehog
0: I mean, you see, ever see how that hedgehog just smashes his brains into that television and gets rings out of it? It's so
4: visceral. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think it's a metaphor for our culture. Oh, God. That's the last thing we need. More metaphor. Yeah. We smash our heads against TV in an attempt for currency.
2: Cut that out. That's it.
4: No, <laughs>
0: So now we're back from break. We're here. We're talking about games of the year for 2016.
5: Oh, 2016 was a great year for gaming.
0: It really was. There was so much that came out this year. Some of it truly unexpected. Some we've been waiting a long time for, and it didn't disappoint. Oh, no. (laughs) But overall, big and small, there was a lot to like about this year in gaming. Let's hit you. Sorry.
5: Hard to choose. Hard to choose. So hard to choose.
0: But I had you boil it down to your five... Favorite games that you played this year, as a reminder, just the games that you've played this year doesn't have to have come out this year, but if they did, that's also cool.
5: The games that took up the most of my time this year, and that's based on how much I've played with friends or otherwise, as follows. Alright. Mario Kart 7 for the 3DS. Mega Man Legacy Collection. I've spent a lot of time on that.
0: (laughs) I feel like you're generally a Mega Man fan. Oh, I'm a
5: huge Mega Man fan. Uh, Theatrhythm Final Fantasy Curtain Call, which I had to unlock everything. And, you know, I'm such a big fan of Final Fantasy soundtracks. That game was the best thing that's happened to me this year. (laughs) (laughs) Animal Crossing New Leaf. Yep. Spent way too much time on that. Embarrassed. Still playing it. Love it. Will play it until I die. And, of course, Final Fantasy XV.
0: Any specific comments on any of those? Like, they all sound great. I've I've played some of them. Uh, Did you play, like, the new version of Animal Crossing with, like, all the updates and stuff?
5: I have played the new version with the updates. They're kind of weird. Uh, You get tickets. It's cool. I'm still obsessed with it. I have to there's you know like catch my bugs and buy my stuff and do everything perfect and it's an obsession and it's unhealthy and it's so comforting and cute and i love it don't tell anyone
0: i would never do you
5: remember when we first started out and i hated it so much it made me so mad
0: i do remember that yeah it's so
5: precious and cute now and i love it so much uh yeah so i've been playing a new version of that
0: <laughs> i i think it's great that you're playing so many 3ds games i love playing on the go like, if you live in a city like Chicago, you have to have something to do on the train, on the bus, wherever.
5: You know, you're the one who got me into the 3DS.
0: Thank you, thank you.
5: Yep. Got me into it.
0: I wasn't going for that compliment, but
1: I'll <laughs> take it anyway.
5: <laughs> I was an Xbox uh, One I mean, 360 girl, and now I'm a 3DS girl and both, and I'm probably going to end up getting all the consoles ever.
0: That's fair. That's... Drowning in consoles. I That would be a good way to go out.
5: I'm going to say top one right now, though. Top Go with top year, one, yeah. Top game 2016, Final Fantasy XV.
0: And that was a game, yeah, that we weren't sure about it. It was coming along for so long, and it really did impress a lot of people.
5: I'm in love with it. It's everything I hoped for um, and everything I dreamed.
0: I don't know what song you're putting down, so I can't <laughs> put pick it up.
5: <laughs> it's okay. I just made it up right now.
0: Oh, no good. We're improving here.
5: Improvisation, okay.
0: And and as for myself, uh, the game I'm going to mention here with you die is a game we've talked about in the past. P Cross 3D Round Two. I mean, you talked about how you've played so much of Animal Crossing, and it's kind of eaten your brain. Mm-hmm. And P Cross 3D Round Two has definitely eaten my brain multiple times in Japanese and in English, It made me want to figure out how to hack my 3DS to play Japanese games. <laughs> I almost considered buying a Japanese 3DS just to play this thing, and finally it came out in English, and I was so happy.
5: That sounds like your game of the, the lifetime.
0: It really is. It was just like a fun overall experience, like such a niche thing to like try and figure that stuff out, but it was cool. I enjoyed it the whole way, and the game itself was great.
5: It's great to obsess over things. I love obsessing over games. I'm so glad you got to obsess over a game this year.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's I one will. of the
5: best feelings.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> in mm-hmm. our chairs here. yes feeling comfortable feeling great Brandon yeah welcome back as always thank you for having me bill we are here to talk about our favorite games played of the year yes yes uh, so as always with this it's uh you know up to your you know top five if mm-hmm. you feel like you'd played less that you enjoyed if you hated all the other games that's okay <laughs> and they can just have been played uh, this year they don't have to have come out this year
2: mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so I uh, just go from should I go from top down or in no particular order? Uh, it, do you have an order? Uh, you know what? I don't know if I have a particular order. Now I said that <laughs> I don't think I think it would be hard, um, but I can do like five generally that are interchangeable. Probably okay. Um, that a, a five way tie for Brandon's five-way, game of the year. Five way tie for my game of the year. Yes, um, I'd have to give my first spot. I want to give to Uncharted Four. Um I think it's the best of that series. Uh the story is just so great. Um I mean I love I just I love Nathan Drake. Um it's a fitting end to his storyline. Uh the gameplay as good as the previous 3 games. Um perfected I think in this one. Uh and, and the story is the strongest of the four. Um so if you like those games Uncharted 4 is like Mine of the year, because I love that series. So
5: uh-huh.
2: that's
0: probably the first spot. I don't love the Uncharted games, but I feel sure. like Uncharted 4 was very well made, mm-hmm. and like it improves on some of the stuff they did in other games, too. So I can definitely see why other people would appreciate it.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, after that, I think I'd have to give it to Overwatch. Uh, Overwatch, um, I mean, it's just such a social and fun game. Uh, the the cast of characters, and i just put so many hours into it. It has to be up there. Put so many hours into it. Um, I, I, I really love the mechanics of that. It's the first, um, you know, outside of Destiny, it's probably, like, the first online multiplayer game that I've really felt a connection to in that regard. Um, so I, I would put that in the top five as
0: well. I'll have more to say about that, but mm. I want you to... Uh, keep going keep, please continue yes
2: but... um, so uh third i would put titanfall 2 um which uh you know i've talked about on a previous episode but uh I, I really enjoy um the mechanics of that the campaign a nice surprise uh the multiplayer wonderfully chaotic um so much fun so much you can do uh so much variation i'm um, sorry really really uh love um Titanfall 2. Uh, 4, I'm going to go ahead and give that to Fallout 4. All right, okay. Um, that was... Uh, did that technically come out last year?
0: That technically came out in, like, November of last year.
2: Maybe I shouldn't count it then. You can count it if you want. I don't think I was still playing it in uh, 2016. Okay, 16.
0: I see. I'm trying
2: to think... I think I was playing it in 2016.
0: Well, we can give it an asterisk if you want to go with another couple of games that you've played this year for yes. sure. You know what? Yeah.
2: Let's let's uh, Fallout Four. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Fallout Four because um, it bleeds into 2016 here. But uh, instead, I will go for four. I will go Pokemon Sun. All right. Um, I, I I I it's my favorite. Uh, you know of the Pokemon franchise. It feels wrong to leave it. You know, Pokemon was such a uh, integral part of my childhood it feels like in terms of games uh so this is such a nice evolution of what i started with i think it's a great entry point for people that have never played a pokemon game pick up sun pick up moon if you have any interest because it is so so fun um, and so worthwhile uh so uh pokemon sun would be the fourth spot and then the fifth spot um, you know what? I'm going to give it to uh, the Bioshock collection. It was really great to revisit those. Um, and you played through all three? Uh, I played through 1 and 2. I have not comp- went through Infinite all the way yet. But That's fair. That's uh, two and a half games. I'll give you yeah, that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, the collection... And mainly I want to focus on going through Bioshock 1 again. Uh, there's just something magical about that game. It is so... Uh, timeless in that in the atmosphere that it provides um, the experience, the mystery is still so much fun even if you know the outcome the entire time there's still so much fun to watching that un- unfold. Uh, it looks great in high definition they've remastered it and it looks better than ever before um, I, I really really uh, enjoyed going through that again uh, I burned through it you know, like I couldn't stop playing it. Um, and so I, I know that's a game that's been out for a while, but playing it this year in the collection, highly recommend getting that collection. Uh, uh that was fun. And even Bioshock two was a fun, like, playthrough again. Uh, I enjoy that con- evolution of the story. Uh, I think Bioshock infinite does more interesting things than Bioshock two, but, um, there's still a lot of content in Bioshock two that I think is a worthwhile to go through again. So, uh, Bioshock, Collection as my number five.
0: All right, excellent. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I appreciate all those games. Oh, man.
2: What? Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I'm putting Bioshock Infinite in an asterisk as another honorable mention. Okay, where, where are we going? Where are we going with this? Number five. Number five. Inside. Inside. Okay, all right. Inside. How could I forget? I, um, well, all right. I right? I can't tell you that. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I would be remissed to leave out inside because that was that was an experience with a game that I've never had before um the, the the way that unfolds and the I mean I watched the credits roll in that game and I just stared at my screen for like 10 minutes just kind of soaking it all in of everything I had gone through to get to that point um such a beautiful game so uh intelligent and how its story is told and um Um, like eerily beautiful
0: uh i i loved it and i have to put that on there inside knowing how uh, playing a little bit of limbo and knowing how that looked and then knowing how inside looks i can see like why that could be so affecting oh yeah and i've wrote some stuff about the story it's like that sounds awesome and the places I take that yes it, it, it's all surprising
2: it's a lot of it's up for interpretation um uh I I would definitely recommend it it's 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 good for multiple multiple playthroughs not very long um and not too expensive I'm guessing probably like no, 10 bucks yeah not too not too expensive uh worth every penny
0: alright that's
2: that's five Okay, with, with uh Shock Infinite or Bioshock Collection and uh,
0: Fallout 4 in some honorable mentions. Top five to seven games. That's right. <laughs> there <Yeah>. we go. <laughs> what about you, Bill? Well, uh, I'm actually going to give here my, my top game of 2016. Oh, wow. It is one of the games you mentioned. Okay. It is Overwatch. Yes. Overwatch would be my favorite game from this year. Uh, coming in, I was so fatigued on the idea of first-person shooters. Like, I've played so many, and... They're all, a lot of them kind of blurred together over time. And I think just in general, this year was like a revival for making shooters interesting and fun again. Yeah. And like there are other games that did it. I also have Doom in my top five. I thought that was a really enjoyable game as well. But Overwatch, like the social aspects of that, playing with other people, sometimes not great, but a lot of the times really, really great. Mm -hmm. And just getting to know the different characters and depth in the game, it's it's so impressive to me that there's so little actual meat to the game, like because there's no single player. There are a limited number of modes, but like there's just so much depth in the one main multiplayer queue that you can find new things to do all the time, new parts of the map to explore, new characters, new matchups. And I put in like over eighty hours into Overwatch this year, and I could definitely see myself putting in more in the coming year. As more patches get rolled out and more characters get rolled out,
2: mm-hmm. that's a great that's a great top choice. Love it.
0: Thank you, thank you. Who's uh, your main? Uh well, uh, she is amazing. And oh, <laughs> okay, who's that? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, that would
2: be May. Oh, you're a May main. You know, I have a lot of friends that would probably
0: hate you. Well, they made May good for, like, one month, and they were like, whoa, okay, let's <laughs> tap the brakes there. Let's make her bad again. <laughs> Come on. Let's, yeah. Let let May have her time in the sun. I mean, she might melt, but... She's effective. She is super effective. Yeah. It's like, hey, it's like you have a kind of a McCree, and then you have, like, a you have a crowd control character, yeah. you know, like Zarya, uh, so there's lots going on. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good, good choice.
2: Amazing! (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Lucio man myself, always and forever. Oh, Lucio's good. Yeah, Lucio's cool too.
0: Um, And a diva. Come on, I—if I I can give a single favorite in the game out of everything, yeah, it's Reaper's one line: "It's in the refrigerator." Like, I had to look up what that actually meant. It's like mm-hmm. an old call by a sportscaster <laughs> who did Lakers games. Like, it's such a weird niche reference. Yeah. And so, like, when you hear it, you're like, you have no idea where it's coming from. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: yeah. Okay, so that's your number one. That's my number one. So come back in about 12 months
0: and we'll maybe be talking about the games of the year for
4: 2017.
0: Ooh, yeah. I'm that, Mom. through his favorite games from 2016. As a quick reminder, we can be reached by email at manybitspodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, we're Bits on there. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at SoManyBits. Subscribe to us on iTunes, please rate and review or download the episodes on SoundCloud. And last but not least, please check out the rest of the Second Wind Collective for other quality podcasts, support, independent art, the spirit of Dell and heart.